Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for a Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. We're in the book of 1 Kings. And we have one point today. Just one reality that emerges from all the stuff we're going to look at in the scripture. A lot of details in the scripture. Here it is. When you love deeply, you pay attention completely. Did you get that? When you love deeply, you pay attention completely. Now, we know that's true in our marriages, right? I mean, if you have a significant relationship, a marriage, an engagement, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be, when, if you really love them deeply, you're going to pay attention completely. When they talk, well, you're going to listen. Now, I know, guys, sometimes we have selective hearing. <laughs> At least I'm accused of that. You may not be, but I am. And, and I get it, and I know how that sort of works. But if you really love someone, you're going to pay attention. You're going to pay attention to the details that make them happy or sad. This is much more true when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. If we love the Lord completely, deeply, profoundly, we're going to pay attention to what we do for Him and how He speaks to us completely. So here's what we're going to read. Over the next few verses, actually several verses, we're going to look at the details of the building of the temple. Why would it even be in the Bible? Why does it even matter? Because it indicates the depth of love and concern that Solomon had at this point in his life, right, toward the Lord. Now, what we're going to see as we go on, as you stay with us and the story unfolds and we tell the story, right, as the story unfolds, we're going to see him go from this type of detailed concern about everything concerning the Lord to something really different. Remember, the books of First and Second Kings is about a slide. It's about where you start and where you finish. And if you believe it's possible to slide away from the Lord, we need to learn from 1 Kings. If you've never seen a nation fall away from the Lord, <laughs> I don't, you know, we have people listening all over the world, so I don't know what nation you're listening in. But if you look at the states where I live, uh, we have a pretty big slide away from the Lord right now going on. And, and so it's real and it's true. So let's look um, in detail at how Solomon built the house of the Lord. This is a direct reflection a direct manifestation of the depth of love that Solomon had for the Lord. When you Listen, when you love deeply, you pay attention completely. Listen to what the Bible says. So Solomon built the house of the Lord and finished it. Now he lined the walls of the house of the Lord inside with boards of cedar. From the floor of the house, the walls of the ceiling, he covered them on the inside with wood. He covered the floor and the house and with boards of cypress. Now, it was stone. He had built stone already. He did that last. And now he's covering the stone with wood, with cypress. Beautiful wood, by the way. He built 20 cubits. Now, a cubit, you're going to hear this a lot, is about a foot and a half in today's language, okay? It's about a foot, foot and a half. He built 20 cubits of, of, of rear of the house with boards of cedar to the floor of the walls, um, he built this within as an inner sanctuary, as the most holy place. So he has this area. When you walk in, there's this big area. This is adding up what we've already talked about. There's this one big area. You go into another area. But then inside of that area, there's the Holy of Holies. And so that's what he's done. Now, this house, that is the nave in front of the inner sanctuary, was 40 cubits long. The cedar within the house was carved in the form of gourds and open flowers. In other words, all of the cedar, all this wood was sanded finished, polished, and all of these beautiful gourds and flowering plants were carved intricately in to each piece of wood. Now, if you've worked with wood, if you've ever seen anyone work with wood, it is a painstakingly long and careful process. You have to really care about what you're doing, and you have to be really skilled at it. Solomon made a deal with the best craftsmen of the day. This was a few few podcasts ago we talked about that. With the best craftsman, they to come in and do this kind of work. 
Now, the inner sanctuary was 20 cubits long, um, 20 cubits wide, and 20 cubits high. And it was overlaid with pure gold. So the inner sanctuary, where the Holy of Holies were going to be, had wood that was carved and then gold, pure gold, placed over it. So when you walked in, it was a gold room. God deserves that. God deserves the best. Where they were going to go in and offer the sacrifice for the remission of their sins needed to be the greatest place the world had ever seen. And it was because the most important job was going to be done there that the world had ever known. God was going to forgive his people of his sins. So he goes on and says, Now he overlaid the whole house with gold until the whole house was finished. Also the whole altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary was overlaid with gold. So everything around the inner part sanctuary was also lined with gold. Why? Well, because God deserves that too. <laughs> and do you get the detail? Flowering plants, gourds, intricate detail, and then wood polished and laid over the over the wood. Now, the inner sanctuary, he had made two cherubim of olive wood, another special, specific type of wood that was hard to find, very rare, very expensive, uh, each 10 cubits high. Five cubits was the length of one of the of just one wing of the cherubim, and five cubits the length of the other wing of the cherub. Uh, it was 10 cubits uh, from the tip of one wing to the tip of the other wing. It's pretty big. Okay, the other cherub also measured 10 cubits. Both cherub was, um, had the same measure. In other words, they were exactly the same. One mimicked the other. Now, the height of one cherub was 10 cubits and also that of the other cherub. Again, same height, same width, everything exactly the same. Perfectly, totally symmetrical. For those of you who are a little bit obsessive-compulsive, you would have walked in here and everything would have been, <laughs> everything would have been a complete alignment, completely the same, done without a hitch. You would have loved it. Okay. He put the cherubim in the innermost part of the house, and the wings of the cherubim were spread so that one wing touched the wall, another touched the other uh, wall, and their wings touched each other in the middle of the house, and he overlaid all the cherubim with gold. Now, around all the walls of the house, there were uh, he carved and engraved figures of cherubim and palm trees and open flowers. So all the wood that was there and the gold over it, they then uh, went to the gold and got metalsmiths to come in, goldsmiths to come in, and and outlay or inlay the gold with these unbelievably beautiful pictures. Then he went on, he said, now the floor of the house was also overlaid with gold and the inner rooms and the outer rooms, their floors were overlaid with gold. Do you get the picture that there was great detail because there was deep love? Now you could read this all in, in 1 Kings chapter six, and I hope you will. And I hope what will capture you is the depth of concern that Solomon had for the things of God. I wonder, I'm just throwing this out here. I wonder if, it, you know, maybe it's true. If maybe we slide away from the Lord because we fail to pay attention to the details of God. That somehow we don't look at doctrine and teaching and theology very deeply anymore. We get Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, and I'm forgiven because of Christ, and we move on. And then 10, 20 years down the road, we remember God, but we don't experience God. We like God because he redeemed us. We like God because He's his truth culturally defined our nation, at least historically, which has given us an unbelievable nation to live in, but we don't really love God. Let me challenge you with something. Get back to his word today. Get here in 1 Kings and read the intricate detail of the temple. A couple of things are going to happen. You're going to learn some stuff, which is cool, right? And you're going to start finding grace for your journey again. I guarantee it. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. And now, Lord, be this as we live for you. Father, you are God and we love you. 
In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, be with us next time as we continue the story in 1 Kings and we journey through this unbelievable time in the life of the people of God. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.